Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yo, I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. You make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you again for tuning in to the What the Game Means to Me podcast. I'm Jelani Brown. This episode will be my third and final of the mini-series for the week, where I partner with other podcasters to talk about the climate our country is currently in, with the protests for the injustice killings of George Floyd and many other innocent African Americans. Today, I had the pleasure to speak with Chris LeBron from the Off the Ball podcast, and we honestly had a great discussion. Talked about the racial injustice and disconnect within the NFL, such as Drew Brees, Jake Fromm, Fangio. Also, the Kaepernick movement, and of course, everything it has ignited. We also talked the return of Hoops in Orlando, and he gives some great advice to anybody starting out with podcasting or with a passion of theirs in general. Take a listen. What's going on, bro? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. I was just about to ask how you were, how, uh, I guess how everything's been going for you past week or so. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I'm in New York City. Uh, where are you from? Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, yeah. It's yeah, New York City. Uh, it's crazy over here. Yeah, I, I bet. I was just... Definitely going to get into that with you because I already yeah, know it's yeah, yeah, crazy. Oh, 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 the oh, corona and then the, all the protests and the, all yeah. the crazy that's going on, man. <laughs> New York yeah. City, it feels like a Batman scene where, where Bane, is, <laughs> Bane is taking over. Yep. It feels like that right now. It's yeah, crazy. Like, oh, yeah, like the world just collapsed. I, I, yeah. I already know how it is up there. I got family and um, family stuff that live up there. Aunt's yeah, um, Aquas, my uh, pops used to live up there as well. He just uh, oh, okay. moved uh, to the UK and everything, so. Okay. Yeah, I saw you. Saw you were uh, from New York, big Knicks fan. I see you got the Yankees cap on. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Figured I definitely had to get you on, get you on the podcast for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm happy we linked up, man. Yeah, uh, I know you just started, right? You just, yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. Yeah, Congratulations yeah. on and everything for you. Appreciate right you. Appreciate you. Yeah, I saw um, you got uh, you just dropped some merch. Yeah, I got merch on the way. Yeah, I'm I'm working on. You know, I'm gonna about to get that in production. So hopefully in the next week or so, I'll, I'll have it out. So I'm excited about that. You know, I've been yeah, definitely. Yeah, I see. See you vetting the game. So I'm definitely gonna come to you for a lot of questions, a lot of advice because you're kind of doing the things that you know. I guess I in my mind I had uh, kind of planned for myself as well. So I yeah, see you got the website. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been doing it for I would say like nonstop since probably December, but I, I started it like a year, but I've always dabbled in. I mean, I went to school for, for sports management and stuff. So, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm 31. So I, you know, 
I've been in and out trying to figure out what's my, you know, what's the right way to go about it. I've had, I've done podcasting years ago, but it just never took off. And never, but then I would say around December, like I was doing it on and off. And then I just, I just never could find that, you know, that rhythm and just like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if I can keep it. And then, you know, I just had a kumbaya moment in December to say, you know what? Let's just go with it and go just it, keep yeah. going and be consistent. And it's like, that's the only way you could see if this is going to work. Yeah. And I just, I stood consistent doing a show, two, maybe three. I mean, uh, sometimes I've done five shows. If, if, <laughs> on, if it's, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I did five. So, yeah. you know, it, it's been good, you know, learning. It, it, it's, it's fun to, you know, in these podcast groups, you learn so much, man. Yeah. You don't realize how much you learn from how to, how to hand, how to handle getting guests and how to handle, you know, uh, you know, pre, pre recording and how to, how to be a good host. You know, exactly. how, and when you have a guest on, I know how to transition, do your tr- proper transition. Mm-hmm. This, I think people really think it's so easy. You just plug in yeah. a mic and you oh. just talk and it's about sports. So, oh, that's easy. Yeah. And you don't realize like if you want, especially if you want the show to sound good and you want people to actually care what you say, yep. you got to have good presentation. You got to have good audio. There's so much that goes into it. You have to actually know what you're talking about. You have to sound <laughs> like you, at least sound yeah, what you're like, Yeah. Because, exactly. you know, like, there's just so much that goes into it. But I've learned some, I'm still learning, bro. Exactly. Uh, I, I still learn every day. This stuff, I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I can incorporate that into the show. And, you know, and, and just, you know, like you said, those, those groups are great. Uh, you know, networking has just mm-hmm. been tremendous. I mean, I'm on Twitter too, and I've learned a lot from a lot of people on Twitter and, exactly. and, and uh, other, and Instagram and other places where I've gotten a lot of, uh, good feedback and and you can't you also you can't be you can't get mad when someone criticizes your show because i've had people criticizing you and you want to get like uh, and then you're like okay and yeah, you look yeah. like, all right yeah he's right <laughs> that yep. he or she yeah. is right just so learning and growing yep. just That's gotta learn and grow and just you know no one's ever gonna get it right away sometimes you get a little discouraged like ah oh, this show didn't didn't hit the way i wanted yep. to but it's like it's still like i'm still young in the game like as far as the podcast okay, you know, exactly. it's still growing. yeah i'm still growing my audience on all social media so it's just a matter of just learning from other people you know don't get too mad if, if a show you don't think gets the hits you want but just keep going and eventually you know with with time and you learning everything will come so that's what i've learned so much about and appreciate you for coming on um no Bert, we'll get into it straight into it um because our topics for the day will range from you know, NBA coming back to, you know, schedule how everything looks with that. All the controversy and sports surrounding Drew Brees. There's been a few other people that came out today, too, with some stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, homegrown. Well, from my state, not really homegrown. He's from Warner Robins. I'm not in those parts. But Jake Fromm, he uh, <laughs> had some, some text league. Uh, Coach Fangio yeah. in, in, in Denver had some stuff yeah. league. Um, of course, we'll talk about the protests and everything going on in both our cities too, as well. But First thing I typically like to do, um, my podcast is called What the Game Means to Me. So I always like to ask my guests kind of like what the game means to them, why they got into, you know, sports, um, anything, you know, from background as a kid, any childhood heroes, any, you know, anybody that looked up, you looked up to kind of just like your experience with sports overall. So, uh, I'll start with the, you know, what basketball means to me. Basketball is everything, man. I love basketball so much. Just that's the first thing I, I knew about when it comes to sports is basketball. You know, it, it's just it's just a sport where you know, especially where I, I grew up, it's basketball, everything on you know, the streets, and so it, it's just it's such an easy sport to play too. And you know, you know, growing up in New York, <laughs> basketball is, basketball is king. Yeah, basketball, yeah. especially growing up in in the '90s, you know, basketball is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, the Knicks were on you know Knicks were on fire yep. in the '90s, and 
you know, it, it's just, it just meant so much. You know, we, you know, fortunately I grew up in the nineties where the Knicks were really good. Exactly. So that helped, that helped the love for basketball and stuff, you know, Patrick Ewing, Charles Oakley, mm-hmm. you know, John Starks, you know, uh, Alan Houston, all those guys, you know, Spreewell, you know, so basketball is just, it, it, it's just, it's everything, especially like I said, New York city with all the, there's so many, you know, big time New Yorkers that have come up, you know, uh, Stefan Marbury being one of my favorite New York basketball players of all time, just watching him grow up and be, be like, you know, a, a legend in New York, you know, yeah. especially in Brooklyn, you know, and it's just, it's something about basketball, man. It's, you know, I, I love baseball. I love football, but this is something about basketball that just, I love talking about yeah. basketball more than any other sport, you know? <laughs> exactly. You know? And it doesn't matter if my team's trash, like the, <laughs> the Knicks are, we're trash. We've been trash for a long time, but, <laughs> you know, I still love talking ball. It, it's so much fun. This is so much, you know, it's always, there's always great storylines mm-hmm. that go on in bat. There's always a storyline, no matter what, you know? You know, whether it's LeBron versus, you know, talking about LeBron versus, you know, uh, can he win the championship this year in LA's first time? They just, we can go down the line of all the years, always storyline. So that's why I love basketball. It's just the the game, just loving the game and, and just storytelling. I feel like the, the storytelling of basketball, like you could write a book about just the story, the stories in basketball. So it's just something I've always fallen up. And that's why I, I, you know, when I started my podcast, you know, I, I did start talking about all sports and then I went basically to just hoops because I was, that was what people were like listening to is, is, is basketball. So I kept doing that until you know, obviously the, the virus kind of changed things and then, you know, we had to, to stop everything. So I kind of made it about everything. So now I'm talking about everything, but I talk, I still talk probably, you know, 75, 80%, you know, hoops, you know, a lot of my guests that I've had of late are, are a lot of bass, are a lot of, is basketball related. You know, I had some, some, uh, NBA prospects on the show. Mm-hmm. I've had some, uh, I had, uh, Mike Brokenov of the athletic mm-hmm. on my last show. So it's I no basketball is just it, it, it's just everything man I I, I love it so much yeah. I can go all day talking about yeah. boys man I'm just saying I'm I'm right there with you man Hawks hoodie on today we're trash too we're not in the 22 teams but it's hey, all so right, you know bro. the fame you know you know the pain to be in trash we're building though we're building we're young we got good pieces though yeah exactly. got Trey Young that's a that's a hell of a piece yep. you know. And you got Cam Reddish, and you got um, uh, what's his face, Col- John Collins. Yeah, I'm excited to see what we got when they uh, what they bring to the table next year. But I said I'll definitely get to we'll get to getting all of that because I want to talk about your Knicks too as well. But um, yeah, but, um man. kind of what kind of got you? Uh, I guess or not got you interested because I know you're just a sports lover overall. But I guess what um made you decide to go to school for it? Just I love the business side too of sports. I think that's. When I when I went to high school, you know, um, I played football, and I was a good football player. But uh, I got hurt, you know, and, and I just got I kind of getting started getting a little mad with football because I was hurt, come back, and then I got hurt again, come back, and then I got hurt, yeah, and then it affected my basketball because I was also I had made the freshman team in basketball, but when I had to try out for the JV, I had one tryout. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know how you get a set of tryouts, like a week, you know, whatever. It's like three, four, five tryouts. I had one, and it was after a football practice, and I was, and I, my body was shot. I didn't have basketball shorts. I, I just wasn't ready, and I didn't make it. And then 
I was so devastated, man. Mm. I was so devastated. So I kind of started falling out of love with football because it, I felt like it messed up my basketball career. And then I just could never get back to that, my basketball level, you know, as far as athleticism and all that, because football just kicked the living crap out of me. Yep, yep. And I had to stop playing football because my knee was getting kind of, it was getting wrecked and I could never get back to that level that I thought I could I could be. So I stopped playing football and stuff. And I started picking up, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can, I don't think I'll go pro or football or everything, but man, I started falling in love with the business side and I, I, I wanted to be an agent. Mm-hmm. So I started reading books about being a sports agent and stuff. And that's where I was like, okay, that's, I think that's what I want to do. And then I went to college for it and, you know, I graduated, I got my associates in it and I, that's what I wanted to do. So I started doing that. And as I got my foot in the door, you know, I didn't realize how hard it was, yep. <laughs> how hard it is. And like, that you, and you have to, and it's crazy, but you got to know people. Yep. And exactly. yeah. I didn't know people. I was just doing it on my own. And I had one kid that I'm like, okay, this could be the dude that could help me you know, get other times and get some money coming in. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wound up not working. He wound up going with someone else. And we had dialogue and it was a kid from Ohio State. I can't remember his name. And it just didn't work out. And I was like, damn, this is going to be tough. It's, if you know anything about being an agent, especially to start, you're going to, you need money. Yep. <laughs> you need a lot of money because you got to pay for all their, you know, airfare. You got to pay for their training. You got to pay for pretty much everything till the draft. Yep. Pay for it, make sure they got a nice, if, if they're draftable and they got, they're going to the draft, you know, not that I was at that stage, but you know, if you want to be an agent like that, you yep. got to pony up money. But I knew I, I just didn't have the funds. <laughs> and I remember I had gotten invited to the combine and I get the email and I'm like, you've been invited to go to combine. I'm like, this is dope. I'm going yep. to the combine. Yep. And then it's like, but you gotta pay <laughs> you gotta pay for room room and board you gotta pay for airfare i'm like crazy i'm like i'm I j- i'm 20 22 years old i just don't have you know my my stepfather just passed away and i'm like i just don't have the money right now you know just i don't have the money and you know i look back and i'm like should i just try to find it but i i didn't have no one to even go to to even try to get money so it was just at that time, just wouldn't have been possible. And, you know, so I'm like, all right, maybe I got to further my education. Maybe I got to go get a bachelor's. So I go uh, apply to St. John's University. I get in. So I'm like, and, and I talk to the to the AD. He's like, okay, I'm going to have you work with the basketball team and stuff. And you know, this is music to my ears. Yeah. Absolutely music yeah. to the, I'm like, okay, this is what I need. Man, this is dope. I'm going to get to work with the basketball team. This is dope do that and then they're like well but it, it, it comes down to a lot of but yeah they wanted like seven grand on the spot like i said i just, i don't have the money and i'm like ah this and then it just i you know i took you know i had a i had a kid i had my my, my son around that time so i just i kind of just backtracked i just put it on the side and said you know i'll, I'll get back to this and i tried to get back in it but just never you know i was trying to be a dad so i was just trying to work on that and then like years go by, years go by, and I'm like, damn, man, I could have, could have worked, but you know, just like last year, I just said, you know what? If I can't do all that stuff, let me at least talk about it. Yeah, you know, right. that's yeah. that's you know, even with kids now, I got two kids now, but I could still do that. You know, I could do that. You know, without doing so much time, and and I just did it. And like I said, I went back and forth with everybody, and then recently, you know, December, I, I just went full on it. So it, it's kind of. 
it's kind of my sport, you know, my journey with sports and all that. But uh, I always, it's, I don't know what else why I would, I'm not good at a lot of things, you know. <laughs> I like sports. I like, I, I know a lot about the business of sport. Like I said, I, I read books on my own, even in high school, mm-hmm. before I even thought about it. So the, the business of sports has always been very interesting with me and, you know, just talking sports is fun. Like I don't find anything else fun. For, you know, yeah. I, I don't know how people don't watch sports no, and they can have and have a regular conversation because I I couldn't. I mean, I like video games and stuff mm-hmm. and all that. You know, uh, but I, I couldn't just. I mean, I, I have friends who don't even watch sports, and I'm like, why am I your friend? <laughs> we have nothing in common. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know, and we just talk about regular. Like I don't even know what we talk about. It's like, what yeah, are we talking about? Like, kind of go, yeah, kind of go yeah. one year not the other. Yeah, and it's just, but like, you know, there's some people that don't, and that, that's fine. But uh, you know, but yeah, it's 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 been a crazy journey. You know, from graduating, you know, and then going through all that stuff, trials and tribulations and figuring out what, what do you want? Then I went back. I, I didn't even done that. I went back to school, but then I stopped because a lot of things are going on. So mm-hmm. it's been a lot of, but, you, you know, finally figuring out and figuring out, okay, this might be my path. This might be the, the road to where I got to get. So it, it's it's been fun these last, you know, like I said, I've been doing it for a year, but on and off for that year. And then mm-hmm. December on, I've literally been non-stop you know trying to create as much content as possible like i said i developed a website you know i, I never thought i have a website that that mm-hmm. people would like got yeah. a website i've done some stuff there like i said uh like we talked before before we went on air merchandise yep. people actually you know i put i put the picture up and right away people oh, hitting me up and i'm like wow people actually you know okay this is cool and you know, like I said, you know, people caring about your content and stuff. So you know, I don't know where this will take me. I don't know if it's gonna take me to you know wherever, yeah. you know, whether I'll get to a, a you, you know uh, unless you try. But exactly, it's worth trying. It's the fact that I've gotten this far yeah. in just you know uh, just in, in a half you know in you know since December you know with nonstop. It's crazy, but you know it, it's it's fun, and, I, and I'm looking forward to see where it takes. And hopefully, when everything gets back open. Mm-hmm. you know that will yeah. open up some more things because obviously with everything being closed it's hard to yep. for people to, to find you and stuff and get out there especially when you want to do like functions and stuff because that's where you get noticed oh, wow. you do these functions and stuff you go to these you know especially you know go to go to a, a you know a basketball tournament and uh-huh. set up there and, and you know interview some guys that was my plan but obviously everything going on you can't do that but Whenever it gets open, that's the plan, and you know, see where it takes you. You never know who you meet. You might meet that person. Mm-hmm. You don't know how how big they are, and they be able to do something. And something might happen. So that's why I tell people, man, just go go at it. You see a lot. I see a lot of people get very just, you know, like oh, I only got this many listeners on a show and stuff. And it's like can't get discouraged. Yep. Just keep going after. Keep doing it and doing until so you can't. Until so you just think, okay, not. But just keep doing it to keep grinding, especially if it's if it's if you still have passion for it. Yep. Once you lose the passion is when everything else, you know, the show is going to sound better, the audio is going to sound worse. You know, you're not going to people are not going to even want to listen. The downloads don't, aren't there. That's where everything gets bad. But if you still got passion for it and you're just having the issues of, oh, they're not getting the listens. Just keep going at it because the more you do it, the more experience you get, the better you get. So that's all I can say, man. It, it's been a fun. It's been a fun. It's been a. Sh- it's been a bumpy ride, but it, it's it's definitely it's finally setting steady, and it's finally you know it's, it's finally doing good. So uh, I'm I'm excited. Of course, congrats on that as well, and something I definitely need to hear. Like I said, I just uh, well, I'm about a year out, yeah, graduating from uh, sports management out of uh, Georgia State, 
kind of mm-hmm. just all all the same things kind of thinking about all the same things that kind of like you just told me mm-hmm. um it's one like you said sports industry you just gotta know people <laughs> like yeah, you gotta know people it's and such a big yeah, yeah man everyone wants to be in sports yeah <laughs> in it's, some it's capacity like, yeah. so it's hard so unless you know someone i mean i've had friends who, who've, who've known people and they got in i'm thinking hey man they don't know what i know no, but exactly. hey they know they know people, people yeah. so you know people you're gonna get that you're gonna you know you got you get that you know opportunity you know so like i said oh, man sometimes okay. you gotta it's not it's not what you know it's who you know yep networking that's all i kept hearing that's man. why i network that's where you have to network and meet all these channels i've networked with people and it's it's helped a lot so that's why you know continue to network wherever social media you know i know right now social media is a little crazy yep. but you know social media can help to you know as far as reaching out to an, an audience that you may not know exists you know, you may have followers, people who won't listen to your show in New York. <laughs> I have people who listen to my show in Ireland. Ten percent of my audience is, is in Ireland. That's crazy. I look at my stats. I'm like, eighty-four percent in the United States and ten percent in in, uh, in Ireland and like one percent wow. in like Spain. And yeah. I'm like, Ireland. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. You could reach out if you just have, you know, if you put the effort in, man. People who listen to in no matter where. So, exactly. you know, just keep grinding. Yeah, most of mine, all of mine, pretty much United States. I got that. I got two, I think, from the UK, but I'm sure yeah, that's yeah. my dad. Shout out to my dad. Appreciate <laughs> you for listening in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, switching gears just a little bit. I wanted, to, of course, I, uh, to have my little mini series going on. Uh, talk to Robin and uh, the other Chris about the protests and everything that they're kind of seeing in their cities. But I know both of us were. We're in more of major cities than, than they live in. So yeah. definitely wanted to uh, just ask you about, you know, the protests, like one, what you think about, you know, everything that's going on, kind of like what you've seen, if you've experienced anything, if you've been out on the front lines at all, you know, just, you know, your thoughts on everything, the Kaepernick movement. Yeah, I mean, it, it's well, what happened to George Floyd was absolutely just it's terrible, man. I mean, I, and if you don't think anyway, any anyways it's it's kind of crazy how people don't think anything was wrong but there's people that that what happened that doesn't bother them what happened they'll just go about their day like oh whatever it doesn't affect me because that something like that will never even even close to happening to them so and you see a lot of ignorance now on social media and stuff and and people that i thought were my were friends and People you thought that oh yeah they're cool on, yeah. on Facebook on Twitter or whoever and you're showing like themselves. and they're really showing themselves and and it's I think people are getting caught up in the rioting and the looting okay. those aren't the people that are protesting there's a big difference I think people get get you know but that's also the media deflecting something that's not you know no, the, exactly. the media controls everything. So sometimes you just, you have to do your own, you know, research and do your own stuff and and to find out because, you know, the rioters and looters don't give a damn. They're just taking advantage of the situation, you know, know, and I think too many people are looking at that and being like, oh, the protesters are bad and stuff. I was like, no, the people who are protesting, the guys, you know, Steven Jackson and all he's doing, those are the people protesting for, for George Floyd, you know, trying to, to make do better. The looters and rioters are, they're trash. That's trash. You know, when you trash someone's business, no matter what, it's bad, you know, but this, this people are angry, you know, people are angry and for good reason, you know, this it's, it's, it's enough with all this crap with, with, with all this and and for them to take so long to finally charge, you know, uh, that individual and then charge the other, why did it take so long? What he did was wrong. Simple. He, he, He was on a guy's neck for eight minutes. 
Why? I don't care what he did. Yeah. You know, unless he, he, you're telling me he, he just, you know, he, he, he was ra- he raped or, or whatever, some crazy like that. Yeah. Something. It was over a $20 bill. That was real. You know, I don't care if it was, but even if yeah, it was fake, even, fake yeah. Yeah. even if it was a monopoly $20 bill, mm-hmm. does that, does that justify him, yeah. his knee getting, you know, dying and he can't breathe and you got other cops standing around? That's the problem. Cause if anyone, if, if you don't have a badge on and anyone else does that, you're, you're going to jail mm-hmm. right away and you're getting charged the next morning. But he has a badge on and he has a history of this. Yeah. So it's not like it's just a one incident and he just messed up. He just didn't realize situation. Yeah. yeah. Multiple cases that were. He had 12, I think more, more than 12. So, so like, why did, why did it take so long? It's not like you, like I said, if there's no issue, then I could see you have to do more investigation to see about this person and see if, if this is just a a terrible mistake that he made Mm -hmm. or, you know, was intent. This guy, you see his history. Okay. Uh, You know, there might be some intent with that. You know, and he might have just abused his privilege of being a cop and, and just took it to another level, you know. But then it's crazy. You see people, oh, well, he was a criminal, all this. I'm like, is that oh, what? This okay, whatever, whatever. It's, it's always, they yeah. always try to find something um, bad he did yeah. 15 years ago. Like 15 years ago, I think he had a, a charge or whatever. What does that mean? Does that mean he deserves to die? Like, come on now. Like, I think we, now we're seeing a lot of people just showing themselves yeah. and, and showing how ignorant they are. And we've seen people, listen. We've seen people get fired over this. You saw the guy from Sacramento when mm-hmm. like all lives matter and stuff. Oh, and yeah, that's yeah. another thing too, like the all lives matter thing. Like I don't think people realize, yes, we understand all yeah. lives matter. Everyone's life matters. Duh. But you're not understanding the, the, what the black life matter movement means. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a real thing. Exactly. There's white people, there's white people that would never ever go through what people of color will go through. Experience every day. Yeah. They'll never experience, you know, and it's crazy. Yeah. And as people are seeing it through, they're having tunnel vision. They're seeing it yeah. one way and not, not thinking, you know, about, you know, damn, like I do have privilege. Yeah. <laughs> like white privilege is real. Yeah. You know, whether people want to admit it or not, well, I'm not, pri-. no, <laughs> you don't realize you do. Just because you, even if you're middle class or you're low class, being white is something, there's neighborhoods you can go through and you won't even get a, don't even think about it. Nope. Some people, some, not, something that blacks and, and minorities, you know, me being Hispanic, I know there's some, you know, uh, it don't matter how good you are, people are going to look at you a certain way no matter what. And it, it, it's terrible. And I just think people really need to focus on what's the real issue. It's the same thing with the whole Kaepernick stuff. Yeah. You know, people get lost in, well, he disrespected the flag. I don't like that. My dad, my uncle, my grandfather fought for this country. It's like yeah. you're losing, you're losing what the, what Cap's trying to, his, his motive, his message. The message you're you're thinking about, oh, he's disrespecting the flag. No, he's not. First of all, he's not disrespecting the flag. There's people in the stands who disrespect the flag more than he does. There's people yeah. eating nachos, drinking soda, talking, and all that stuff. Chris you know, going to the day too, yeah. And but there's no issue. But no one ever has issues no. with that. But the minute a guy kneels for something that he believes in, which is real, it's not like he's making this up. It's a real issue. It's a big issue. And look, at he's been blackballed from the league. No, I don't care what anyone says. He's blackballed. blackballed yeah. And because we've, we've seen the backup quarterbacks in this league. Yep. Seen and well, I'm like, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> How did this guy? I mean, the Giants, my own team, the Giants, Alex Haney. Mm-hmm. He's 31 years old. This man got like 12 passes in his career. <laughs> he's our backup quarterback. But you yep. can't tell me Colin Kaepernick's not better. Colin Kaepernick may have gotten worse as a football player. 
but he's still better than a whole lot of guys in this league. A whole lot of a whole lot of league. You can't tell me a guy who can move and can throw like him can't be of value to a team. So yeah, uh, people people like get you know it just comes down. People are getting lost in the message that everything's called. They they look at the writing and the looting and they think oh those people are bad. Those are bad people and use way worse words. <laughs> I don't even want to say the words. You know I've I've today alone, bro. I saw. <laughs> I saw some shit that I'm like, oh my god, these are like people that I interacted with in my yeah. life, like, like, and I'm like, oh no, and it's, but it's just showing people's true colors, and maybe this, sometimes you, you know, not that saying that you need all this, but sometimes it's good because now you get to see people's true colors, and exactly. it's, for me, I see a lot of people's true colors, and I'm like, oh okay, I know I'm not gonna mess with you, yeah, we, we, we ain't cool no more. I I probably deleted 15 people off Facebook uh -huh. in the last two days because people's ignorance is. You know they, they get lost and you know it's crazy bro it's crazy but you know i think we need to remember about you know this is about george floyd and what happened to him exactly. we get lost in everything else and the rioting and looting and people have more issues with that than a man dying for no reason exactly. he should be alive That's i don't care if it was what happened 20 dollars bill that just sounds no one should ever lose their life because I, I don't care he had a pat no, who cares about all that stuff that's just something people like to bring up it's just that shouldn't have happened and action should have been way quicker than what happened and this is and this is what you get exactly. this is what happens when stuff like this happens because we damn well know if in any other case if that's not a cop that person you know that person goes to jail but right. we've yeah. We, yeah and we've seen this unfortunately we've seen this time in and time out you know we you know not too long those those two white guys who killed the, the guy jogging i mean imagine that yep. because they uh, feared yep. yeah it's crazy man I, I i don't know why people don't see it like like don't see that they're wrong in that and they just they just look at rioters and looting and and just look at that oh this is the look what they're doing like no those, like i said those are the people taking advantage of situation exactly you know so we need to differ from the protesting to the the rioters and looters it's two different things those are people that those are the, those are bad people who are doing that that's wrong but we also need to know that if you acted faster in the, in the if our leader quote unquote, you know, had acted faster, same way he didn't act fast with coronavirus, yep. you know, the world wouldn't be where it is at. So it's crazy, bro. It's crazy where we live. I know New York City is crazy. Yep. I'm sure I've seen stuff where you live in it. Well, you live in Atlanta, right? Yep. It's crazy there too. So it's crazy all over the place, but you know, it feels like those two cities, especially it's, yeah. it's yep. crazy, man. But you know, we just gotta, we just gotta, you just gotta stay together and just, you know, just teach people. I don't, I don't think people, I don't think people uh, do enough research on 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 issues. I think they just go about their lives and think nothing can go wrong in life. Because it has but, nothing to deal with them. Because it doesn't affect them. That yep. they go, they go through things that they'll never have to deal with. They never have to deal with, you know, being treated wrong or whatever, or being harassed by cops. You know, uh, and it's. it's you know, you got to educate yourself. Look at the Drew Brees stuff. You know, if yeah. he feels very, he, he he did a hundred million good things in the world, but he said something that he, he just shouldn't have said. Yeah. You know, and you know, it, you know, he's looking at it from his own perspective. But in, in situations like that, you got to look at it. You know, you got to look at it from a, your teammates' perspective. Yeah. You know, this stuff. You know, it's crazy, man. It's just hope that just learn from all this and just get back to to some type of normalcy. But no, uh, it's it's unfortunate what's going on in the world. Yeah.
definitely is. I feel like uh, with these with these two, you know, events and, and occurrences, you know, coronavirus and you know, back to back, yeah, man. Yeah, both George Floyd and Rihanna. Um, Rihanna yeah, that's crazy too, man. Yeah, just being in your own house exactly. and just it's crazy, man. And countless others, like I, I it's hard it's, to see the world going back to to being normal. But you know, more like you know, I guess sometimes it's, it's happened in history. Like sometimes, like I'm hoping it doesn't die. I'm hoping you know everyone's speaking up and speaking out and protesting and everything all this doesn't die because you know it's, exactly it that's shows the big in history thing. like some of this stuff will just fall to the wayside exactly that's the big thing too whatever that's the big thing is when when all this dies because it's eventually going to die down but i don't know when with it's a week or two and then we can't just can't go back to hey everything's good now we could you know basketball's back we get to watch and like make believe yeah. nothing else like coronavirus is still happening you know uh police brutality still happening you know, racism is yeah. still happening. None of these things are going to stop. Yeah. So we can't, we just can't stop because, you know, everything else and, you know, because, you know, it's dying down. We still got to fight for these things, you know? That's going to be the, the, the thing is, are guys still going to, you know, all these athletes and all these celebrities and all these people are still going to fight for these rights to make sure that we don't got to deal with this crap no more. Yeah, kind of like on what you were saying, I guess, piggybacking off a little bit um i heard shannon sharp say today that you know the blindest man isn't someone that can't see it's the one that you know chooses to not see and i guess in this case technically understand he was talking about drew Brees, but it really yeah, goes yeah. across the board for everybody because like you said with the flag everybody wanted to make the narrative about kaepernick's movement about the flag mm -hmm. but like i said on the show yesterday and i'm gonna say again today he clearly stated multiple times in press conferences, you know, social media, everything, like what he was doing it for, what he was bringing light to. Exactly. People still, you know, a certain group of people would yes. still, you know, highlight, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that. My father, my father, this, my father, that father. Exactly. And I saw something on social media today and social media, honestly, like, I guess before this, a lot of people probably thought it was a curse, but it's a blessing in multiple ways. And I'm going to why. But mm -hmm. one is someone said white people always bring up like my father fought in this war and that war, like black people and just minorities in general Hispanic people and Asian people like they didn't fight in those same wars and then come back to the country and, and then come back to a country yeah, where they they're not accepted and yeah. they're told and they're killed and all these bad things happen exactly. and they come back to more racism yeah, exactly fought for a country that doesn't love them so it's like exactly like they their their argument there has no traction you know in my opinion. that's and that's where drew Brees lost people yeah when he brought up that and then lost, like, like i already didn't like them because of course i'm a falcons fan and i said it yesterday on the show as well like i just felt like i don't know what it's been like obviously i don't like him because i'm a falcons fan he plays for the saints but i always thought I was like this it's something I don't know, it's just something about Drew Brees. I just didn't, like, I, I wasn't sold on it. I just didn't mm -hmm. like, like too much. I just, I just didn't like him too, too much as a person. Like, when you say something like that and like kind of show yourself like that in my eyes, like it's, it's kind of done for me. Like I'm, I'm, I don't care anymore. Like, tough, it's it, going to be tough for his team, his, yeah, teammates, for his teammates, you know, cause exactly. football is <laughs> that locker room is probably 80% uh, black. Exactly. So he's gonna have to face that. Yep. And just you like, know, face too. Yeah. He, they just got to long. Yeah. His new, or not new, but he, his former teammate, but they just got him back. Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins type of yeah, person yeah. he is, you yeah, know. Like yeah, we know everything he's done, you yeah. know, as far as social justice. So and obviously, he spoke out about it yesterday. Yeah. As well, so it's like I, I don't know. He just created a lot of friction. But that's why sometimes when you're not sure about a topic, especially being a yep. a white person, mm -hmm. it's best to just stay quiet, stay quiet, that's and it. just just. 
just you know just get the right information or yeah. talk to your teammates be like you know help me yeah. understand this you know Which i guess you, he did you today should, yeah but it's too late yeah because now late. you're apologize now you're apologizing for something that you said and you believe yep. you believe that you believe that this you, that what colin kaepernick did was disrespectful mm -hmm. i doubt you're going to change your mind in less than 24, 24 hours, hours. Yep, exactly. so your your apology doesn't really mean anything to a lot of people there's no way you know? There's no weight, so you know it, that's what you feel. You feel that what Colin Kaepernick did was disrespectful, even though that a Green Beret told Colin Kaepernick that kneeling is the best way to protest okay, in your yeah, situation. That's another thing. Too. So that's and and I get and <laughs> I just it just mind boggles that you know no one gives him any crap that Green Beret for saying Colin Kaepernick went up to him and said, "What's the best way for me to handle this?" He's like, "Kneel to the international anthem." Exactly. He, and Colin Kaepernick gets destroyed. Green, no one happened. I understand he fought for this country, but you know and all this. But I don't hold E sixty and everything about. Yeah, it. you don't see people going coming at him. Why did you tell Colin Kaepernick to do it? You, you're a terrible. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that that have, that do that, but I haven't heard a, a lot of you know uproar yeah. about him. You know, but you know, and he has no problem with it. So if he doesn't have a problem with it, why should you have a problem? Exactly. With it? So because he fought, he fought for this country for the right for you to do it. Yeah. And he's saying Colin Kaepernick's not doing anything wrong. It's, one, it's, it's not like he's literally kneeling on the flag, mm -hmm. or he's spitting on the flag, or he's yeah. burning a flag. If someone does that, then that's different because that's disrespectful, obviously. Yeah. But he's kneeling during the national anthem. This guy, like we said before, this guy's this guy's yelling during the national anthem, acting like drunken fools. During I've seen we all seen I've that. Seen the you, know, you go to any people acting like a fool, and yeah. nothing gets said. Nothing. But Colin kneels. Oh, he's a back and. Because he's a back, because he's a backup quarterback, and he's oh, he's trash. Why should he be doing that? You bringing attention? No, you just bring. He, this is what he believes. This is, and this is the way. And guess what? It worked. Because now it, it, people, everything everyone knows about his cause, and why he's doing it. Exactly. But guess what? That's the best way for him to do it. And guess what? It worked because it opened up a lot of eyes. Uh, yep. Because we still talking about it six years later. It's four, five years later. We're still talking about. It. So it worked. <laughs> it worked because him doing it, doing. Uh, doing a little press conference, mm -hmm. you know, at a whatever, yep. and, and doing that, it, it guaranteed doesn't hold the weight. You know, it, 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 no one would care. Yeah. The message wouldn't have been the same. People, he wouldn't have been hated, yeah. but the message wouldn't have been, you know, as big. Yep. Did it during a game? Damn, everyone knows about it. Whether you hate him or not, it's people know about it. Really nationally, you know, it's national. So people and people care about it. So you know what he's, you know, if he sacrificed his career for it and. You know, you could say a lot, a lot about him, whether you like him or not. Blah, blah, it doesn't really matter. But he brought a bit, a lot of attention to this, and it's he's uh he should be commended because he sacrificed his career because he still had a lot of football left in him. Whether he was going to be a backup quarterback or whatever, I don't know. You know, you know, he could have got back to form to Super Bowl form and be a good quarterback. But you know, he sacrificed his whole career for this. You know, that that's I, I commend him for that because that's that's hard to do to sacrifice. You know, I know he made a lot of money too, but you know. I know he still wanted to play football, but exactly because he's not the hey. only one. Like there's, you know, there's people that were, you know, doing it with him. Eric Reed obviously got blackballed with him. He kind of stuck, yeah. stuck with him. And um, yeah. Hakeem Hicks from the Bears, he was talking about it yesterday yeah, a little yeah. bit because he was saying like, yeah, it was tough, like not to, you know, kind of stand with him and because they believe in the same thing. There's a lot, you know, mm -hmm. like you say, like was it over eighty percent, more than likely, like somewhere between eighty percent of the NFL is, you know, African American players. Yeah, it's and above seventy percent like, for know, sure. I don't think there's not one African-American player that probably that's in the NFL that didn't agree with what he did. But of course, mm -hmm. like 
like they, they come from so many different backgrounds you know poverty and other things like they got you know priorities and people to take, think of and take care of so that that check that's coming in from the nfl is like they can't risk risk that at all mm-hmm. um because then you know they're putting themselves and their family in, in jeopardy but it's like and i get that too and i get yeah, that aspect too yeah. where it's you know it's kind of it's sad and it's upsetting but like you said like luckily it took it took him it took you know that that one instance um and not one instance but him just doing it in general to kind of speak out and you know other people of course agreeing and they like feel a little bit more comfortable to talk about it now like i said keen hicks he said um like basically upset that they signed mike glennon of course and yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like we got we signed mike glennon like when obviously it's been times they needed a quarterback like you said your giants needed a quarterback the jets needed a quarterback and, and that's desperately <laughs> and that was the one spot where i'm like play him exactly and, and and it's and what bothers me too is that you see all these teams now you know they did the blackout tuesday mm-hmm. and it's like you kind of it's i i they shouldn't have done that because you you could have signed colin kaepernick mm-hmm. that would have been the best way to show okay mm-hmm. we're with this movement exactly that's what yeah but, so you're kind of contradicting yourself especially when the 49ers did it mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah whoa, whoa. get get out of my. You guys don't even acknowledge this. This man took you to a Super Bowl, and uh, if he just threw a ball a little bit higher, we might be talking about yeah. the Forty Nine as a Super Bowl champ. But even if we forget that he took you to a Super Bowl, yeah. you know, and made so, uh, had a three year stretch where he was just, you know, he was Dominate. destroying team, dominating NFC Championship games, and you know, this happened. The incident happens. He kneels, and then you just, you know, you just. You know, nice, we nice. don't even acknowledge him. Like that, yeah. Don't bring him back for you know, you know this and that. And then now you want to, oh, we stand for Black Lives Matter. It's like, and then I knew they were gonna get destroyed. Yep. And you saw in the comment section, you know, like they got destroyed because yeah. what were you when he was when exactly. he was even if he wasn't on team, you guys you guys represent a lot of guys who don't aren't on team or your team anymore. And you guys, you know, whatever calls they have, why didn't you stick with him? You drafted him. You know, he's, he's been, like, but everyone follows the movement. Everybody, yeah, that's everybody what I was about follows. To say, yeah. Everybody follows and just whoever's in their social media department obviously just did it, like because everyone always oh, not oh, aware. The Rams did it. The Giant, yeah. the Jets did it. All right, let's do yeah. it. And now thinking that oh wow, we didn't stick. We didn't even stick with uh, yeah. Kaepernick and, right. and everything he stood for, which is what we're, which is what we're sticking for. This is what his cause was. Yep. But yet. You didn't stick with the man when you released him, and those three years, you, you probably could have bring him back, or you probably could have said to the other teams, "Yo, hire him, yo, yeah. get him on your team, yo." Because you know, but no, exactly. not one team even bothered, they and then they gave him that fake tryout. Yep. Now, I I did criticize him a little because I'm like, if you want to get back, you know, just do whatever they want just to get back to prove a point. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like that, and then I thought about, it, I was like, that's messed up what they did to him too. It's just as a publicity stuff. Yeah. It was a publicity stunt. Yep. Just the, they just okay, was like, they were just like, all right, just give him a damn tryout, you know, uh, whatever. Just give him a tryout. And, you know. and then he was like, well, I want to do it my way. You know, I, I want to show my talent. And then they were like, oh, well, and, and it just, that's why. It, and they, and it felt like I, for a second, they kind of made him look, try to make him look bad. So like, everyone's like, oh, okay, see, look at, you know, the one. And then for a second, I felt, I went for it. And then I'm like, thought about it. like, nah. They did him wrong again. Yeah, they did. They made him like because they weren't going to sign him. He could have, exactly. he could have threw to to freaking Randy Moss and all these receivers and and hundred for a hundred completions and you know throw a hundred a hundred yard pass. He wasn't going to get signed. No matter what. Exactly. Just like so, said, covering their own tracks, covering their own tracks, trying to make themselves look the good. Brand. All mm-hmm. all the stuff that you know is wrong. Everybody's just thinking about you know funny part, but they have no technical sympathy or empathy. Like he honestly 
deserves to be in the NFL, but you know, just like you said, and tell me he's not one of the in. best sixty-four quarterbacks in the league, even right now, without playing right. three. This, <laughs> like I said, right my name, team, my team right now, he should be on. You can't tell me he can't play in the Bears right now. Yep, exactly. You know, he can't be the backup for the Jets or the Giants. You know, but, somebody. Well, hey, man, they, they somehow for some reason because it cost them money with people protesting and then burning, <laughs> burning merchandise. Which I that's another thing I never understood. You burning merchandise, but you already bought it, so you <laughs> you could have donated to the veterans that you care so much about, but instead exactly. you burned it. You know it, that that was another thing with the whole Nike stuff, burning Nike apparel. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that, but you know people just like to try to be try to be viral and yeah, stuff, and not realizing. Show, yeah. Show, yeah. like stick it to him or whatever but like yeah you know, i'm gonna show him i'm gonna burn his stuff that i already bought that uh, i could have yeah. donated to a homeless man homeless veteran but no i'm gonna burn it and show that i can't stand yeah uh, oh he already made the money off that jersey and you could have gave that to a, uh, a homeless veteran that you care so much about but you didn't you try to prove a point and be cool on social media and uh you look like a moron so mm-hmm. <laughs> bro this stuff that old, it gets, it's crazy, all that crap, you know, but, you know, <laughs> you, yep. you can talk about hours about the whole Kaepernick stuff. Man. Hours, it's crazy. Hours. I, I'll never understand why why they did that time, but it is what it is, man. It's, that's how they roll. I guess while we're on an NFL topic, just a little bit, talk about the a few few little bit of news that came out from other, you know, NFL NFL people. Uh, one, Bill's new drafted uh, quarterback, Jake Fromm. From uh, University of Georgia, Warner Robins, oh. Georgia, Southern kid. He uh, quotes in a text that he's a elite white person and felt like they should be the only it's one that should be able to purchase guns. In my eyes, honest, like I said, just kind of same thing with Drew Brew. You say something like that, and this was just last year. Like it wasn't like him as a yeah, kid. Like, you know how year, some yeah. people bring up old tweets or texts or something from like you mm-hmm. know when they're in high school or yeah. when they're in middle school whatever he said this march <laughs> of 2019 as he's still you know lead quarterback for the for the uh for the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. So i'm yeah. just like nah i saw that i was like bills need to you know cut him now cut him now and shout out to the girl or whoever it was that um posted those online um because yeah, like man. she said in the text that was something that needed to be out and needed to be seen because, you know, people, I know they do this all the time. Like, this is said all the time, closed, behind closed doors, between, you know, these crowds of people that think this certain way, um, mm-hmm. have this type, type of mindset. And I'm it's, glad she definitely, you know, took a stand and decided to put that out. Not even, of course, who cares about it? I, I don't care about his career. I don't. Like, because uh, he, he, I, mean, uh, I, don't, I don't think he's going to, he's not going to last. Yeah, I don't, it, I don't it, think he may last a training camp. He might yeah. last a training camp. They're probably going to come back somehow it, it's it's going to be hard to look at him and not look at him sideways yep because what he said was absolutely that's that's trash what you yep. said bro like why like only elite white people can yeah, have like guns. that's some that's, that's, some, that's some like supremacy that's some type stuff. yeah that's supremacy that's privileged supremacy yeah. like supremacy type like, stuff that's and terrible. i can't rock with you on my team like that i'm sorry i'm gonna have to oh or or if you on the team, best believe that I'm gonna tell my offensive lineman like what <laughs> happened. Up the floodgates, let Open up the floodgates. The first time offense, you win, and you're gonna get it, and you're gonna get it. Please. So Please. I, I don't. This is <laughs> that's not a good look. And he's already what he was a six round pick. Yeah. Six round pick. Yep. Those guys already already on on thin ice as yep. it is being a, a, a fringe draft pick. Mm-hmm. So. You're not worth. You're not gonna be worth it. It's not like you were a top pick where it'd be like, ah, oh, man, this sucks. But we gotta figure a way to get through this because he's that's our quarterback. Yeah, exactly. you're you're coming in as a third string quarterback. 
-hmm. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> but, like, you're, you know, so he might have messed up his football career. Now, yep. obviously, he's, I'm sure he's good, you know, family-wise, money-wise. So yep. I don't know how much that'll affect him. And I'm sure he got a degree from Georgia, yeah. so he might do whatever. But your football career might be screwed. Oh, yeah. You know, but and, and it just shows, and that's that's the privilege part, bro. We talk about you yep. say that without even thinking that nothing's, and these things they stay in the cloud, exactly. stay in the cloud, hey. and then he might have wronged that girl. We don't know the situation. Yep. I don't know if there's that stuff. He may have wronged her, and she'd be like, "Okay, hey, yep, bam." The thing about you know they'll keep receipts. <laughs> exactly, they'll keep. And like all... I said, the cloud is up there. Everything gets stored in the cloud. <laughs> And then boom. That's why you got to be careful no matter what, mm -hmm. you know, because things will pop out. You know, it, it's it's 2020. You should know this, especially when you're a high profile. Like he's a high profile player. Like people know who he is. You know, he's had a good college. He had a good college career. He was a starting quarterback. You know, you're in the SEC. Of course, things are going to you're going to you're already like a mini star already. <laughs> but once you think something like that wouldn't like possibly get out, yeah. once you get out, like yeah. I, I just, it's just it's so people's ignorance. And that's ultimate. If I'm, if I'm the GM, I call them up and say, Hey man, what's going on? Um, yeah, pack your bags. Maybe no, just say, stay where you are. Cause you're yeah. no longer a part of the Buffalo Bills and just keep it like that. We don't need to, we, nah. If, if I'm, if I'm real, if I'm a GM, mm -hmm. I don't want that on my team. Exactly. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping is going to happen. But I don't know. Like, of course, like, you know, him and the next person I'm about to talk about too, Fangio from the Broncos, um, you know, him talking about he doesn't see any, he doesn't Color, see, yeah, see he doesn't see racism right. in the NFL and all. But it's like him, Jake Fromm, Drew Brees, like all of them, you know, of course, released apologies today, which in my eyes, like I said, they can save it. I don't yeah, care. You, you said, you said what you said yeah. to begin with. And that's what I'm going based off. That's how I see you. You said you can't change your opinion mm -hmm. in 24 hours. And Jake Fromm's honestly came like that because, you know, like sweet, like old text or messages or whatever resurfacing. So like, I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Just, just you know, tell me this. But with Vangio, I don't understand. Like, I guess like you, like you said earlier, it's all just tunnel vision. Like it doesn't affect them. They have white privilege that they that they refuse to you know acknowledge that they have because like I said with him he just said he says no racism like everything or everyone is just kind of like the same he said I, th I think he also said if the world ran as like an NFL team like it, it would like pretty much be no issues no problem but I kind of went through the stats and I also saw a, a tweet about it that there's only one minority NFL owner two minority exactly. GMs and <laughs> four Four minority coaches. Yeah. So it's like, what are you? Like, what exactly. Are you, yeah. Like, what are you going through their heads when they be saying it, saying these things? Like, it's it doesn't. I, I I think he looked at it because he had a tough road to be be a head, be head coach. coach. So yeah. he's looking at he's looking at his struggle yep, exactly and of being that, a head coach yeah, and getting exactly. overpassed, and he's just yep. looking at it that way. And I just think he just. He, that's yeah. just it's just, really just more telling of his skill level though honestly yeah. like as a coach like like yeah. i'm not good like i'm not obviously i'm not in the position as him but like if it took you 33 years you know to get to the spot that you're in like obviously like there were either people that was more qualified than you people that you know just might have had you know better philosophy even maybe interview just better than you exactly so kind of got in, in those instances i understand like you say where you're coming from like it took it was a long road to get where you got but sometimes you got to take a look in the mirror and say mm -hmm. like you know yeah and just I mean, as as a as a overall brand too, as at the as the you know with the NFL, like you gotta kind of look at same thing. Like we said, those stats aren't easy to look up. Those stats aren't easy for you to see. You're out on the you know you're out around these people all the time. You see the the difference between like the player that's on your team, probably your team probably yeah. makes up you know seventy five eighty percent, 
of African Americans. You look across the sideline, you can see the type of coaches that's on the other teams, um, you know, mm-hmm. other team coaching and stuff. So it's like you're not oblivious to it. Like I said earlier, it's just like you're choosing not to, you know, to say it or speak on it or whatever. So I mean, just look at the fact that there's a Rooney rule. Just think about that. Mm-hmm. How how yeah, yeah fact, exactly yeah the fact that yeah. there's a rooney rule is and the rule is honestly bs in itself so mm-hmm. it's, like yeah. I, I just i mean just the rooney rule is trash yeah like, the fact that you have to implement that is trash exactly. so now now you're forcing people who you know teams that might not even be looking at a minority candidate and just be like all right we gotta hire one so yeah. you know pick one yeah it's kind of crazy to think that yeah it's like a it's, it's, not, it's like a pity rule almost like yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. We we want our you know this guy you know, uh, but well, we gotta hire. We gotta we gotta at least uh, interview this guy. Exactly. And um, you know they already have it behind closed doors. So what they gonna do? Who, like who they gonna and they do? already know who they're gonna coach. Who yeah. the coach is gonna be? And they they're just wasting this guy's time. Now, yeah, he might get to interview that you know get his interviewing better or whatever he needs to work on and, and learn but the fact that there's a Rooney rule is, is trash, trash yep. i just think that's ridiculous you know uh you know and you know the fact that he said if it ran like an nfl team that everything would be good that's such false so if you, look what look what happened with kaepernick <laughs> you know look at the look at that stuff you know and the fact that there's there's uh you know there's no minority owner as you know, I think if you want to, if you, you know, uh, yeah, there's no minority owner that I know of. And Jacksonville, yeah, it's maybe Jacksonville. That one, and it might be. Yeah, Con, yeah. yeah. I can't think of, on top of my head, I can't think of any other minority owner. No, I, there so, there's, so there's one. And, you know, it's, you know, the coaches too, you know, the, the, you know, we just saw with the coach from Arizona who got fired. Yeah. last year and then the click kingberry took over i mean the guy got one year one year one as a year. college coach and it wasn't even a good year it was so it was subpar I think yeah like cliff kingberry got fired from his job and got the job and he's going into year two and his team you know and, and i forgot the coach's name so I, I i apologize for not remember his name but he didn't get a fair shot you know for one year and you know you guys kind of messed up the team for him and he gets fired off that because you know the coach you want in yeah. college and you already like had him fired probably midway through the season like exactly. so it, it's you know the whole system you know uh i just hate the whole you know system, yeah. you know this but you know what guys like you know mike tomlin you know benefited mm-hmm. because he was a position coach and he got the head coach job of the steelers now obviously the steelers are more progressive and, and you know they're up in you know that's what the Rooney yeah, and the way from. they run their organization, yeah. like they've had yeah. what, what was a crazy yeah. number, three or four head coaches. They've only had three coaches in the last like 40, 50 40 years, years, which yeah. is insane. But it's also helped, you know, Ron Rivera, you know, just, there's, there's no Spanish, there's barely any Spanish coaches at all. And that's why I root for Ron Rivera big yeah, time, too. you know, because, you know, him being Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, he's such a great coach and, you know, he may have not gotten an opportunity because of the Rooney rule, but it's still a rule that is just very, it, it doesn't sit right with me. I, I, I can't, I just, you know, I understand, you know, you got to hire, you know, the, who, the right coach and stuff, but you don't go about it this way and stuff. I, I don't know. The Rooney rule just, it, it, it never worked with me. I understand why they implemented it, but the fact that you had to implement that rule is just, it, it mess, it, it's just wrong. Yeah. And it shows the, the whole system needs just, it shows the system is, you know, it's just not right. <laughs> 
it's just not right. The people were, and you got GM, you know, especially with, you know, front office guys. This is a minority did that, you know. I don't think there's a Hispanic minority, you know, there's no females, you know. I understand football, we think football, but there's, you know, there's just so much football that is just still like 10 steps backwards in stuff. Like people think, oh, you know, no, but there's seven, the players, there's the majority, you know, uh, African American stuff. But, but what about the positions, you know? The position coaches and coordinators and you no know, uh, front office people that you know can can understand you know what's going on you know it's, it's crazy but uh, you know it's trash that rule but you know we still have it but yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that we make yeah. you know tweaks and changes and stuff from it but you know who knows we'll see we'll see you know I I don't really have too much hope for it like you said there's, it, there's a rule in place that's already showing that the system. Just needs to be override, you know, in general. Yeah, it's like our yeah. country. <laughs> in yeah, for sure, bro. For um, sure. Switching up just a little bit, I uh, guess a little bit more on the positive note. NBA season and uh, it coming back to yes. fruition. I know you said both of us talked about it a little bit earlier. Excited to see just live sports come back in general. You know, both yeah. our teams aren't going to be the teams that got nah. invited to Orlando. So before I just want to kind of talk about, I guess the NBA calendar with you. Um, I think of course they're set to start thirty first. Training camp, I think it's like the July 9th to the 11th, and they'll start yeah, going yeah. live the 31st. And then, um, I guess other like little key dates and stuff is supposed to end, I guess, October 12th. Mm-hmm. And, uh, October, or not October, sorry, August 25th is when they'll have yeah. the, the lottery, yeah. lottery and everything. So I guess like the first question I, w- I wanted to ask you, I guess more pertaining dealing with the lottery before we you know, get to the rest. I think was your team, were they bottom, are they bottom five or six? I know we're four. Um, I think we're five. Uh, yeah, I think we're the fifth worst team. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, so we have around the same odds. Um, yeah. But you know what's crazy? Like the odds. Like last year, we had the yeah, you know, it we didn't matter. Team in the league, and yeah. we had the same chance as I think you guys and yep. Phoenix, yep. and you guys dropped to like what five? Eight. Oh, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Eighth. Uh, and t- eight. I know we ended up with the eighth and tenth picks. So. Yeah. So you guys dropped. You dropped. And then Phoenix dropped. Yeah, and we I mean we didn't take a big drop but we did go to three three yeah we, and obviously three, you yeah. wanted one and we wanted Zion and it didn't happen so you know I looked at the odds for lat from last year and the Pelicans had a 6% chance yeah and Memphis had a 6% chance and they wound up having the top two and the Lakers had a 2% chance yep they had the fourth pick. Fourth, yeah. So it's a crapshoot. The, the, the lottery is a crapshoot because yeah. the Knicks could be in the spot where, where they have a, a, I believe, a around a 6% or 9% chance at the number one pick. Mm-hmm. But they have, I think, a 40, 40% chance to get a top four pick. Mm-hmm. And then the rest being, it could be four, five, six, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's a crapshoot. You know, the giraffe's a crapshoot. You know, uh, the top three teams cannot even be in the top three. You know, it could be. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's a crapshoot. And I don't know where they'll pick. You know, hopefully the bathroom gods give us this here at least. And yeah, I saw you get, tweet that out earlier, yeah, too. <laughs> might get triple triple Bs up in New York at LaMelo here, maybe. But you know, Yeah, that was my next question. I wanted to see, like, what uh, prospect you're hoping, no matter, I guess, no matter where y'all end up, what prospect you're hoping falls to you guys. I, w- I would like a point guard. You know, uh, you know, LaMelo probably has the most upside. You know, his upside's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he obviously comes with a lot of baggage. You know, <laughs> his defense can be, eh. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he takes some questionable shots. He only shot like 38% last year in yeah. uh, in Australia. And, but, you know, if, and, you know, it comes, everything that comes with LaMelo, you know, he's already a star. Yep. 
It's crazy. Oh, it feels right. like we've yeah we've been since ninth grade. Since ninth, we've heard about him since he was a freshman in high school. Yep. You know, and and his dad. We all know pops is ready in New York City. Yep. Man, big baller brand <laughs> in New York City it would be crazy. crazy. The media would love, love it. it. The, yep. Our media out here would go crazy. For, I but, see it. But uh, if you know, if you if you take all that out and just look at the basketball player, you see. You know, he's six eight. He could pass. His passing is beautiful. Mm-hmm. He's really like an elite. He averaged like seven assists last year. You know, so he could pass the ball. He makes some nice passes. You know, so he and he like I said, he might have the most upside in this draft. But uh, you know, it, it that you know that's someone I like. I like Killian Hayes too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he he's wow. very talented. He's very skilled. You know, lefty. You know, needs to work on his right, but right, yep. you know, uh, but still talented and something. You know, all his things that are uh, that are flawed all could be worked on. Yeah, you exactly. Know, uh, you know, Ty- Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State. He could hoop yep. too. You know, he's also yep. a good passer. Long could be a good defender too. You know, I know people. He has a quirky shot, but it goes in. Yeah, so, yep. you know, <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. You know, people are just going too much about a shot. But it goes in, and he shoots a high percentage. So that's what matters, you know? And everyone's going to have a pretty shot, but it goes in, you know? So, uh, you know, call his Cole Anthony, mm-hmm. you know? I, yeah. I like this point guard class a lot. You know, yeah. I know this draft has a lot of guys that you don't know what they're going to be. There's so many guys that you don't know, and especially with, you know, not having an, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yeah, and not Black having Larry. a comp. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've seen, like, guys become, you know, second round picks and they have a dope NCAA tournament mm-hmm. or, or even conference tournament and they become, you know, lottery picks. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it, this draft, you know, but I think it's point guard, point guard, point guard. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't had a point guard right. in New York since, man, I don't even remember. It's been a long <laughs> yeah, time. I mean, we tried, we've had, we brought in Marbury, Steve Francis, all these guys never worked out. You know, uh, recently he's been a struggle. I, when I thought, when they uh when y'all traded and got Dennis Smith Jr., I thought I was gonna be a little bit. I thought he was gonna take because like I don't know like in Dallas he had like that one year that two years or whatever. But it's like yeah. I didn't see him like falling off like heavily. I was like, oh, he, yeah. he's in New York. He might he definitely shine now. But yeah, I thought he's gonna ball out too. But yeah. you know, it just a lot went to it. You know, I know he went through some family stuff, but exactly. yeah, he just I mean. never. Uh, he just it just never felt, mm-hmm. especially this year. He he wasn't explosive. He didn't seem into it as much. He, he just when he played, he looked sloppy. Yeah. You know, uh, it might it might be just the case of where he needs to go somewhere else and get a fresh start and exactly. just because New York will dissolve you, bro. It's tough in New York. Yep. Yeah, so it, it, New York's different, man. It's a different animal. <laughs> yep. You know, this the the city will eat you up if you don't play well. And you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how they handle this draft. Like like I said, it is point guard, point guard, point guard. They need a point guard, you know, and uh, someone that's gonna help open the floor up. With R.J. Barrett and, yep. and Mitchell Robinson and all those guys, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what to do. But I think it's point guard. I understand. I hope I hope y'all get mellow. Like I said, I do want to see BVB up in uh up in New York for sure. For us, yeah. I don't know. We're, we're I guess we're probably aiming for a big man just because you know the the players that we yeah we got we overload that wing you know getting Cam Reddish and Hunter and we already had yeah, uh, Hunter, Kevin yeah. Herter as well. So it's like I want them three. Keep them three, stick them together. Yeah. Um. Of course, we got Trey Young, then John Collins. We traded for Clint Capella as you well. You got Capella too. I mean, you yeah. guys, 
if you guys that's what that's that is that's what i was about to say because before like you know earlier in the year before we did that and obviously he didn't get to play with play with them because he was hurt but before they made that trade for him i was like we're gonna probably go get a big man because that's all we're really missing i guess to round out the the young Mm -hmm. starting five or whatever but now that we have him he's only 25 like i said he's not hurting the books um money wise so it's like it'll be interesting to see what they what they do i don't want them to really go i don't really want them to go wing and it's hard of course to see them going with a point because trey's there obviously um they'll probably get you know veteran cheap veteran help to back them up or whatever but i guess like in my eyes it's either you know four or five someone that can maybe play stretch a little bit john collins a stretch four yeah yeah you can do a stretch four you know especially the way that league's going now yeah, you know that, you can't have yep. enough stretch forwards exactly so uh, before this like when the season when earlier in the season i was thinking wiseman but I was like, nah, old school center. Yeah. He just, I don't know. I don't think he's going to really fit it too well. Plus, like I said, Clint Capella is there now. I don't really know. I was thinking like, um, I forgot his name, but I didn't know he played with the Ball Brothers. He went to USC. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name right now. That's with an um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Name, I can't think like him or like maybe I know Abi Toppin. You know, had just like you know crazy little year at Dayton. Toppin might be a good, yeah. a really good fit because that's an inside, yeah. another guy who could help you score. I think yeah. that you know Toppin with Atlanta that'd be a good fit too. Yeah, so so those two I, I'm thinking about hoping one of those two fall. I don't know where we're gonna fall in the draft. That's the thing, man. We got we all it, it all depends on, depends on that, what, yep. how the lottery works out, and then yeah. you could get a better assess where guys could go. But also, you know, I've seen heard Toppin in number one on people's boards and i've heard topping 12. 12 yeah so it, it this draft is so like everyone has th- their own number yeah. one and stuff so that's the thing with this draft is everyone's gonna every team's gonna think different it's not a consensus number one like zion was number one last mm-hmm. you know zion zion and john two was locked. Yeah. Yeah. one two three were locks <laughs> you know in last year you know it, it was zion it was ja it was rj okay, yeah. there's not this everyone's one two three is different you know, people like Lamelo, number one. People think Lamelo's the tenth best player. Yep. People think Cole Anthony's the best. I've seen people have yeah. Cole Anthony twenty one. Yeah, so, so Cole, I don't know. I don't think he was really ready, but the draft, the not draft class, the signing class that UNC had coming in, and plus like him just coming in, the you know UNC already high profile player. I already mm-hmm. knew he's gonna be one and done, but I don't think he's really that ready honestly I, I i don't know if it's because of the injury like he, the injury when he play, yeah, injury, i was like when he yeah. played he like of course his first game and even a few games after um we came back from the injury or whatever when he's playing he's playing but and maybe it's because he didn't have a lot of help scoring help on his team mm-hmm. as well but i don't know I, I guess i'll just have to wait and see maybe he'll prove me wrong maybe he'll be yeah i know i thought kobe white was ready um and this show like he he was definitely coming on the, the last few games before everything yeah he balls out there towards the end so maybe cole would be you know be another Kobe, Kobe White. So yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of guards in this draft, man. Exactly. So many good guards. So you know, it's just the pick of the litter. It's who exactly. you want? They don't pick, every type of point guard is in this draft. That's the only good thing I could really say is yep. that there's every type of point guard in this draft. So you just gotta f- make sure you find the right one that fits your team. Exactly. Exactly. Then I guess like now I want to switch it up. Talk about you know current NBA, uh, current NBA status and everything, everything that's going on. Of course, like I said, they're coming back. They invited 13 from the West, nine from the East. The I guess they invited only nine from the East, of course, because the Washington Wizards were the only ones that have a shot to uh, yeah. <laughs> to overtake that uh, AFC. Yeah, uh, from what crazy. I read, is they got a eight game eight game regular season, I guess. And if the team, if the AFC isn't up more than four games, then they'll have to do like I guess like a mini playing tournament 
that eighth seed only has to win one game in order to you know keep it, and the ninth seed would have to win two in order to overtake the eighth seed. What do you kind of think about that? Like, what do you think about the rules overall in general? I know yesterday I talked about with Chris too. Like, they're trying to implement some rules for home court advantage. Like, you know, give the coach an extra, give them an extra challenge, give a player yeah. an extra foul, like all that type of stuff. Bringing hardwood from their arenas, like kind of like, what do you think about? Uh, I guess the rules that they've implemented. I mean, before? obviously, home court is not going to be the yeah. same obviously so you no. can't really get that true home court advantage you know whether you know you can give a team an extra timeout or so but it's still you know that's still not home court true home court advantage you know yeah. you know so you know i do like what you know kind of what they're doing as far as you know you know the eight eight games and see but i i kind of especially in the east you didn't need to be in washington and you <laughs> need because they're not a good team yeah like two games like they're gonna probably play their first two games, lose their first two games, and it's gonna be scrap. It's gonna be done for they're, them. They're they're trash. Yeah. You know, not Bradley Beal, obviously. Yeah. Bradley Beal can hope. <laughs> That's a fact. You know, he's a baller. Yeah. But his team's not good. They don't deserve to be in a playoff race. At all. You know, no one's no. We don't expect anything from Washington. Nope. You know. So but I will I, say, I, like, I'm sorry to interrupt. I will ask yeah. and say because I know, like, you know. I think two, three weeks ago, John Wall was kind of a little bit in the news talking about he's 110. Yeah, no, no. You think no, he's going to come no. back and play? No, John. No, go, no, go John. Get ready for next season. <laughs> go get ready for next season. You could say you're 110%, but there's no way you could go from not playing to go playing, you know, right now, yeah. competitive basketball yeah. right now, right away, and expect to do anything. Exactly. I risk that because the team, you know, you're going to go against Milwaukee and get chopped up? Nah, there's <laughs> no point to that. So just – Wait till next season where things get a little bit more normal, mm-hmm. you know, normal-ish, and, and see what you could do there. What that's even if the team's still intact, you don't know what's going to happen with Bradley Beal. Exactly. You know, Bradley can get trade, traded. So, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, I, we have to get used. To, you know, it, obviously this year is going to be different. It was going to be different once we knew that basketball was can't you know, was postponed. So we got to get used to this. You know, the West is going to be fun though. <laughs> Very fun. It's going to be very fun. You know, that's going to be fun to watch. I, I can watch the Western Conference. Forget about the East. <laughs> you know, the bottom of the East. I don't want to see the bottom of the East play basketball. They're yeah. trash. You know, the Nets without Kyrie and KD, who cares? You know, so, you know, this is unprecedented times. They had to do something. You know, nothing's going to be perfect. Yeah. So they're just trying to spice it up a little bit. Exactly. I will so, apply Adam Silver for, you know, getting it done. He's sure. the best. He's the best. Uh, He's the best commissioner in all sports. I think you know, so. uh, I wish I wish uh, baseball would handle you know uh, handle handle this the way uh, basketball and other sports. Well, but that's <laughs> out for a whole other story. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, you know, I'm just excited that basketball's come back. As long and but the only thing I, I get worried about is God forbid someone gets tested positive for Corona. Oh yeah. So what happens then? Then yep. What happens? And and what if it's a big time player? Because we've seen that it can happen. You know, it happened to Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Those are two all-star type players. Kevin, Kevin Durant, who's yep. top, one of the greatest players in this league. Mm-hmm. So what if it happens to James Harden or Russell Westbrook or mm-hmm. LeBron James, Giannis? How do you handle that? Exactly. You don't know how many, you know, he's surrounded by his teammates. You know, we don't know if they get, what if they test? So what if it's multiple members of a team? How do you handle it then? What if it's the whole, what if it's the whole starting five of the Lakers? Yeah. You know? That, that that's going to be the interesting thing is how they handle that because if it's a if it's the 14th 15th man on the team you just say go home mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta go home yep. you just say go home and we call up someone from the from the g league or sign a free if, if you're allowed to you know 
you get a free agent signing. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, if I wasn't thinking about that. Like, uh, like I guess don't know full detail yet, but like the co- like coaching staff situation, like exactly. personnel, just like overall the organization. Because obviously, like in you know your arenas, everyone there's a lot of people that go into you know the game being played. So it's like who I guess how many and who all is I guess gonna be there. Like and interact. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and around them and stuff because or even like I guess even their families like they're regular like you know. Obviously, LeBron, he has Savannah, he got, you know, yeah, he got his kids, Bronny, yeah. he got everybody. Kids, so, yeah. it's like, are they going to be there, too? It's just like, yeah, I didn't even really fully think about that. Yeah. yeah. It could be a situation, depending on when you, you got two-week quarantine, so yeah. two weeks away from your team, you know, not playing ball. Is that fair? Yeah. You know, to continue. So, you know, like I said, man, it, it's it's unprecedented times that, you know, yeah, we we – we're all excited that balls come back, but we also have to realize that coronavirus is still here. Yep. It didn't go away just because, you know, we like to think that it went away because everything that's going on in the world oh, right yeah. now, yeah. but it's still here. And numbers, you know, numbers are still, you know, high. Yeah. So, you know, we, we got to, you know, as long as they make, take care of the players and make sure they're good and the coaches and everything yeah, else. It'll, it'll work. It'll work. That, that's the only thing that really matters. I think we have to also put that in perspective is these guys are humans too. <laughs> they have families they have to take yeah. care of. Yeah. You know, so they got kids, little kids. We got, we just got to make sure they're good because it, it, it makes them more, more secure mentally that they'll be good. Mm-hmm. And we'll just get, that's how you get better basketball. And that's what we want to see. We'll see good basketball. We don't want to see right. guys scared to, you know, touch each other or, you know, because basketball's, and also basketball's physical. You yeah, know, you get garden, you know, you get to the hole, you're going to get hit by four guys. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how, and, and if God forbid, someone gets tested and how they handle that. Yeah. You know, if they just say, all right, go home, LeBron James, or LeBron James, you know, or they just say, okay, you know, we're just going to scrap this year. This year's yeah. a wash. Yeah. You know, either or it can happen. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, we, they've got to still got a lot of time before it starts. So, yep. you know, so, yeah. uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, but at least, you know, for right now we can get excited about, you know, potentially possibility of ball coming back and seeing, you know, all these matchups we could possibly see. Yep. Um, that's, that's what I was pretty interested because I, before everything, you know, came to a cease, I was, saying in my last podcast I thought we were in for a historic playoff run for a lot from a lot of different individuals and Mm -hmm. even in my last episode I talked about like now like say everything goes clean and smooth and there's no hiccups or anything with anybody getting the virus Mm -hmm. these players now have more time to rest their bodies they don't have to go nowhere they don't have to deal with traveling they don't really have to deal with this like their sleep schedule and stuff it's like they're in one set they're in one set place and you know they're probably you know their bodies and mentally they're probably more ready and more prepared and i was thinking like because of lebron's age like and you know everything that's just on his plate everything that's happened to that city this year you know you know kobe's depth and everything like Mm. I think he's on a mission along with a lot of other players in the West and just overall Giannis as well. Um, I know Kobe meant a lot to him too. So I just felt like we were in for a historic playoff run in general. Yeah, man. But it now did. that everything is, you know, the way it is now, thinking about the physical part, part of it and the mental part of it, I think it, it might be even elevated if, you know, everything goes well and, you know, everyone stays safe and healthy. So I'm yep. excited. Who do you think is, um who do you think will take that eighth spot in the West? Oh man, I I give it to Memphis. I, I, I Memphis gonna keep Memphis. it. Yeah, I think Memphis will keep it. But the Pelicans might give him a fight. Might yeah. give him a battle for that. But I think the way Memphis was playing, you know, Josh is playing out of his mind. You know, you know the they got uh, Jackson, Jack uh, Jackson playing. You know, they got some guys there. They got a nice up and coming team too. You know, yeah. that does a does a you know your Atlanta team 
you know, the Pelicans and and Memphis, man. Those teams in you a know, few years. In a few years, that could be the top of the league, you know, mm-hmm. top of the NBA. So, you know, uh, it, the NBA is in good hands as far as young talent, for sure. So, yeah. So, so, but yeah, I think Memphis, I think they take it. Okay. I think this, I just like their team. Yeah, I, I do too. I was saying, yes, I was saying I wanted to see maybe the Pelicans be in the playoffs, but um, honestly, I, I want Bron to win this year's championship just because, like I said, everything that's happened to that city, everything it would mean to the organization, everything it would mean to him and his legacy as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if New Orleans gets hot and gets on a run and how young they are, how talented they are, they probably would give the Lakers a little bit more run for their money than you could, I would I want. Will watch that. I will watch that seven game series. Mm-hmm. You could. I'll pay for it. I'll pay yeah, on yeah. pay But that's what I want to see. I would love to see Zion and LeBron going at it, face of the league, and then yeah. the future face of the league. You know, hand it, passing that torch, maybe. You know, it, that would be so much fun. Cause that last game they played, you know, when Zion yeah. played, I, I, yeah. that was fun. And you know, LeBron and I know Zion's a young guy, okay, but you know, LeBron was going extra in that game. Yep. He, was, he, knows, yep. he hears all the hype with Zion, but because he sees like, yo, I won't. That was me. Yeah. Yep. Two thousand three. <laughs> and everyone was coming at me hard, so I'm gonna come at him and show him, you know. But Zion played good too. But that that'll give me that. I'll take that matchup if that's if that happens. Yep. Who uh, who you think is gonna take a championship, like uh, or East and West and championship? I mean, uh, I had the. Are they still doing East versus West? Uh, I think they're probably gonna keep it. Yeah, I think they keep it. I would like to see. I think East versus West. Uh, I, I had thought they would do one through sixteen, but if they keep East and West, yeah. You know, I had the Clippers versus. The Bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Sixers actually. That's not obviously. Uh, I don't think the Sixers are gonna get there. So I, I would say Lakers versus Bucks. Bucks, yeah. Everyone and, and Bucks. that's uh that would be a fun, 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 fun series mm-hmm. to watch Giannis try to try to get over that hump and, and win a chip. Yeah. But uh, I think the Lakers are a better team mm-hmm. than the Bucks. I think obviously Anthony Davis helps a lot. Yeah. Anthony Davis, to me, is the defensive player of the year. You know, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. I mean, he's an MVP candidate, too, as well as LeBron. You know, and I just like the way they built the team rather than they did last year. Last year, they kind of they kind of just got guys that didn't fit. Yeah. This, year, this year, they changed that. And, you know, getting Danny Green, you know, mm-hmm. that that was big. Yeah. yeah, that was big. Getting him, getting Dwight Howard. You know, Dwight Howard's playing his role and mm-hmm. his most perfect, you know, uh, not playing big minutes, but still being a big contributor. They got a size, you know, with JaVale McGee and him and, and Dwight. You know, it, it just, it feels right. You know, Caldwell Pope's a, a sniper. He's a good shooter. It, it just feels like they got a great blend of, of talent together. So I definitely think the it's the Lakers. You know, the Clippers, they, it seemed like the chemistry is they're still trying to figure out that chemistry mm-hmm. you know you know obviously a lot of talent very deep you know the bench is very deep one of the very best benches deep. in the league you know and they they got, they got Kawhi, the, the reigning you know finals mvp two-time champion but it just seems like they're, they're trying to figure it out now they can get hot you know they had a, they got time to rest you know paul george is banged up you know Kawhi is banged up so they had time to rest now so that might benefit them Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, as, as right now, I, I would have to say Lakers. If it's East and West, I would say Lakers versus Bucks and the Lakers in, in, in six. Lakers and six? Yeah, yeah. Lakers and six. I, I just feel like LeBron's. Yeah. How about I say? So, uh, this, this championship would, you know, elevate him to another level. You know, he wins his third championship with a, his third team. He brings one to LA. I mean, every big time superstar in LA for the most part has won a championship. Yeah. You know, whether it's Kareem, whether it's Magic, whether it's Worthy, whether it's Kobe, Shaq, 
you know, Gasol, and these guys have all been championships. And, you know, LeBron wants that. Obviously, we talk, you know, that for Kobe Bryant is, is big, you know, a big time motivation to bring a championship to the Lakers. So yeah. I just feel like the, the, it's fate that, you know, they're going to get it done this year. So it's that's that's I think the Lakers win it this year. Yeah. Hoping so. Hoping so. Like I said, definitely add to his legacy. And um, yeah. Oh, he and he wants that because yeah. three and six is yeah, it's three ugly. Six look at. It's ugly. It, he may he may say it doesn't bother him, but it just you could yeah. tell that it just looks like the way he even looks like damn three and yeah. six damn. Yeah. Even if even if his he went against the the Warriors and some dope some really good teams, but just the fact that he's three and six. Yeah. Nah, at least the four and six looks a lot a better. lot better, yeah. a lot better. <laughs> you know, uh, and then. You know, so I think he that I think he thinks about that too. So to get four and win it with another team to, and bring that channel the team a championship, that's dope for him. I appreciate appreciate you uh you know all your insight, all your talking um about all the you know different subjects that's coming up with the sports world these past few days. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always like to end off on with the little game. I got uh I guess would you rather I guess sports version of would you rather. My first one, would you rather have won a championship in the 90s with the 90s Knicks versus Michael or would you rather have Melo and uh that squad in 2012 I think have uh overcame the heat and won that year. Um man, that's tough. That's tough. I, I would say the Melo one simply because I was I'm older. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz if they had won, let's say a 94 or whatever where they went to the finals and I was only five, and yeah. then in '99 <laughs> I was only like nine or ten. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't have appreciated it as much because yeah. I'd be a youngin. Because but if they had won in, in the year, you know, 2012, 2013, uh, you know, I would have been a mess. I'd have been crazy. <laughs> I would have been at the parade. I would have been yep. a mess. It would have. It would have been crazy. Yeah. So personally, I would. I would take the, that 2012, 2013 year to for a championship. Okay. Cool. 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 Would you rather be? the head coach of the currently i guess currently or within like the last five years would you rather be the head coach of the knicks or the gm of the knicks uh gm gm yeah i would have got fired in a year and a half (laughs) i would have argued all the players and stuff knowing how i am i would argue with everyone but the gm i feel like i could you know put up a good i could i could get a good staff together and get some good you know scouts and stuff i feel like i could do a solid job i think i would have done a better job than what happened the last five years for sure (laughs) <laughs> I feel like a lot of people get, think that. I, I, th- I mean, just knowing my skills from 2K, you know, I'm a pretty <laughs> So I think I could do a good job. <laughs> but you know what? Anyone could do a good job better than what's happening. Yeah, happening going on right oh, now, yeah. So anything's an upgrade. <laughs> yep. Would you rather, uh, I guess this one's, I guess, more, I guess, player edition. Would you rather have the combination of um, Mello, Mello and Stoudemire or John Starks and uh, Patrick Ewing? Uh, man, I kill John Starks, oh man, he was ugly in that game. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with Melo and Stack. John Starks, Mello? yeah, John Starks. That that. I think oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Or for twenty in the in game seven. I mean, the fact you let a guy like that shoot twenty shots, that many attempts is crazy. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if Melo would shoot four of twenty, I'd be like, all right, cool. At least it's Melo, you know, mm-hmm. or or Patrick. Yeah, Ewing. you kind of already know. Hard, yeah, yeah. They because they, they, you know they can go off, but. Yeah. I'm not letting John Starks do it. I don't care if he was six man of the year or whatever. I think he was six man of the year that year. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can live with that, you know? So, yeah, I'll go with Stat Mellow. Stat Mellow, when, when Stat first came here, man, the city was rocking. And then when Mellow came, man, there was so much. Yeah. You know, uh, and just living through, like, like being older and going through that, you know, I appreciated it a lot, you know, then more than Starks and Ewing because I was, I was still young. young yeah. You know, I was, I was a baby when I was young when uh 
when they were in their prime and going to the finals. But yeah, Staten Mellow for me, yeah. Yeah, I'm still good. My dad was, you know, pretty, uh, no, my dad mixed feeling about Mellow. I don't think he liked Mellow that much. <laughs> no, um, no, yeah, but, not a lot of people do, but yeah, uh, you know, he, he tried here. He tried here. Yeah. That's, I'll give him that. He definitely I'm still tried. upset that uh, they made the trade for him instead of just waiting. Like, because he wanted I mean, to yeah, be man. in New York anyway, but yeah, they traded he, for him, you know, gave him Gallinari, gave him Wilson Chandler. If they, they don't, if they wait, but the... It's kind of crazy because they could have waited and yeah. then he could have changed his mind. His mind. Yeah. So I think they had the mindset of just let's do it now. But I I agree if like if he's if he's on board with coming to you guys and he's saying, yo, I'll come in the offseason, they should have just waited. But Dolan was just like, let's just get him now. And he thought those the guys he traded were replaceable. And it just it just wasn't that case. Cause if you keep those guys and you just add mellow to that, yeah. And we might be talking something different. At least a finals appearance. Exactly. You know, I believe, I really believe they could have made at least a finals or, or a trip to the Eastern Conference with Miami and give them a fight. But we'll yeah. never know. We'll never get to know that. So it's some, it's something that a lot of Knicks fans here really think about. Like, what if? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's over. Yeah, it, it's over now. I don't want to think about it too much. <laughs> it, it's just, it just hurts. Yeah. And the last one, um, would you rather never be able to attend and see like physically see on tv or whatever another knicks game but y'all win say like another two or three titles or would you rather for a lifetime have you know spike lee seats courtside right so i i the first one was if i could you, get the, yeah first one I, you you never you can never attend i, or, like, I can never go to the garden i can never, never go, go and you can never like win. watch them play like watch them play on tv you can't watch them oh play. they win but they win two three give championships them, give me them uh front row seats you in the front row seats, but y'all can't but y'all watch it. Then I can, then I won't have the same feeling. I have to find out from someone that they won. Yeah, you know, front row seats. Front row seats. I could possibly make money off of it too. So if you, oh, it, yeah, it works. Be a little hustle. Yeah. <laughs> different side think, of it. Yeah, yeah. trying business. I got thinking business. Man. I got think business. <laughs> you can just honestly, you could just pick up another team. Yeah, <laughs> man, I could, I could be a I could be a Hawks fan. Maybe maybe uh, Trey Young's one chance. Come on, jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, man, I'll probably have money. I'll be rich. Oh, I could rock whatever team. You know, that's what that's what celebrities. That's what these you know for people front row seats do anyway. You know, exactly. they rock with. You know, they got money like that to rock yeah, whatever. You right before like I let you go. Um, you want to talk about your podcast and you know maybe you know give anyone like a word of wisdom or whatever uh before we head yeah. out yeah so uh i'm the host of off the ball podcast uh like i said uh i talk about anything you know pretty much right now basketball football mm-hmm. talk a lot of basketball like, like you said you know uh kind of basketball centric you know i've had some great guests on you know i've talked with you know some in, some potential nba prospects i've talked with a lot of you know top journalists in, in new york city you know i uh, had a lot of great podcasters on the show hopefully get you on the show uh, oh yeah soon. of course we'll definitely work that out but uh yeah man it's uh the show's available on on all podcast platforms google podcast spotify apple podcast you know any any podcast you know uh you know any podcast site you know host that you listen to it it's going to be on there and uh also available on youtube you know I'm, i've uh, had to put some uh, my shows on youtube you know i do some uh video versions also so i have you know go to youtube off the ball podcast uh new website that i redesigned 
Uh, you can find some articles I have written there. I have some contributors to the site too, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, the Off the Ball Podcast. You can find me on there too. So yeah, SoundCloud also. Uh, you can find me there too. Um, yeah. Uh, also social media: Twitter Off the Ball Pod, Instagram Off the Ball Pod, and Facebook The Off the Ball Podcast. You can find me there. I'm very interactive. I'm always on there talking. You know, if I had to give any words of wisdom to anyone, is just keep on keeping on, man. Just keep. <laughs> Just keep going out there, put out, you know, make sure you're, you're, you're networking. You know, that's important. If you, if you want to expand make, you know, listen to other people, you know, make sure you, you, you know, uh, don't take criticism too bad, you know, don't go get down, yeah. you know, uh, this, this is tough is podcast game is tough, you know, it's, mm-hmm. especially when you're in a, a certain fishers feel like sports where you got a millions and millions of people podcasts talking about it you know you got to try to find your way find your niche find your find something that's going to make you stand out you know uh you know and just you know just keep working that's all you could do is keep working because you know you can't get discouraged at numbers sometimes numbers don't you know uh can lie yeah. and you know uh so you know just just work just work you know put in the time make, make sure you got your notes ready and just just keep grinding you know uh that's pretty much it man and uh, I'm, I'm i'm rooting for you too you know uh yeah, appreciate you know it. I'm, I'm glad we got to uh network you know I, i'm sure we'll, we'll keep in touch a lot yeah, so yeah, I'm, rooting, I'm rooting for you big time and uh you know yeah man I, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to more of your your work and and seeing you grow and you know just you know uh, it, it's gonna be fun this podcast game is fun it's tough but it's fun yeah and when you get good work and uh i'm sure you know you do great work so uh you, you're gonna be good you're gonna be good so uh looking forward to it yeah i appreciate that for sure like i said i've already checked out some of your work i'm big fan definitely gonna continue to stay in contact definitely gonna continue to you know ask you questions along the way like i said I yes, see, like yes. I said, you're hit me up whenever man so hit me up whenever I'm i appreciate open it all and appreciate you again like i said for coming on sharing your insight playing a little game with me everything yep. um enjoyed the conversation for sure and i know we'll definitely do it again yes for sure man i'm looking forward to it man of course of course um, thank you again stay safe stay healthy you too. um too. say everything that's going on you know in new york continue like you said keep on keeping on and talk to you soon yeah we'll definitely chop it up soon bro appreciate you man have a good night yeah. you too bro well, that wraps up this episode and this series, guys. Appreciate you again for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support so far. If you haven't already, you can follow the podcast on Facebook at What the Game Means to Me. And you can also follow on Twitter at WTGMTM Podcast. The quote I want to leave you guys with today is from the late and great Muhammad Ali. He said, He who is not courageous enough to take risk will accomplish nothing in life. So whatever ideas you have, whatever is on your mind, just go for it. You never know what can happen. And that was kind of my mindset when I started this podcast. So yeah, whatever you have a passion for, whatever your dreams may be, just go for it. You never know what God has in store for you, but it definitely won't happen if you don't take that step and you know start whatever it is. You may want it to have started you know, for so long. So the one thing I do know is you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So another little quote in there. But I hope you all have a great week. I hope you all enjoyed the episode and see you next time.